welcome to Break the Mold. Think of this podcast as a place where you can get your dose of inspiration, motivation, and a shift in mindset as we invite extraordinary industry leaders and have real raw conversations of how they broke the mold in their industry and share tips on productivity, health, wellness, and everything in between. Hello, hello, beautiful people. My name is Jordana Fortaleza, founder of clean beauty brand, The Lifestyle Co. I am obsessed with everything self-care and have a passion for helping people be the best versions of themselves. With over a decade of valuable experience in business, I was inspired to launch The Life Academy. I am so excited to start this new journey with you. Hello everyone, I'm Diane Carante. I am a multifaceted publicist with a passion to elevate brands to their highest potential. My life mission is to never lose sight of your inner power. We are honored to have Paris for today's episode. We see Paris breaking the mold by starting at a very young age with a strong drive as an actress and already on the move into producing, screenwriting, and filmmaking. On top of her TV and film portfolio, Paris is also progressively making a difference using her strong platform to advocate against human trafficking. Thanks Paris for joining Jordana and I here on Break the Mold. We want to know how you started your career into modeling acting. I... I always knew I wanted to do acting. I always knew that like, I wasn't meant to have a normal job necessarily like nine to five. Like I knew I wasn't going to work behind a desk. Like I just knew that that was not for me. And I started modeling when I was really young and I would just kind of shoot for like Kohl's and Kmart and Sears and (laughs) all of those. And like American Girl, like that was my first cover was an American Girl magazine cover. And so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then I got really bored, just kind of smiling in front of a camera. So then I was like, I want to do acting. And my, uh, my agency was also an acting agency. And I would do self tapes here and there, but you know, I had no idea what I was doing. And my team was like, if you really want to do it, like you got to go to California and like do pilot season. And, uh, the year that I decided to try it just solely to try it, I wasn't expecting to like book anything. Um, I booked mighty med. It was my first job. So (laughs) I like literally won the lottery. (laughs) What was it inside of you that wanted you to be an actress? Like, or what kind of feeling did you have to really just push yourself to go through it? I just always felt like a need to express, you know, like even when I was a little girl, like I would I would watch Snow White and my mom has it on the camcorder like this. I would always reenact the scene when she's like in the woods and she's running away and crying and screaming like that. I loved, I don't know why I just, I liked doing that. And I always wanted to express and I always loved performing. I loved when everyone would like be watching me and I would be doing whatever weird little kid thing I'm doing. So I don't know. I just, I just always liked performing. You have to go to take classes, kind of perfect your acting skills when you were doing that. Yes. I mean, I, I'm from Wisconsin. So, you know, the acting world isn't, is very scarce over there, (laughs) but I would take a couple classes, like an improv class, like a, a little play one. But then when I came out to California, that's when I really started taking classes and doing scene study and more improv and more real information and like actually getting down to what acting is and how much work really goes into it rather than just kind of like the fuddy-duddy stuff that was in Wisconsin. (laughs) I mean, Wisconsin and LA are so different. So I'm sure that was such a culture shock to you. Yeah. I, uh, 
I had a really hard time my first year just because I didn't fit in. I was, I was literally the new kid in school and the school was not like normal schools. So I, uh, I definitely had a hard time adjusting. And I think even up, I've been out here for almost nine or 10 years now. I've been out here for almost 10 years and I feel like I'm finally at a place where I have my group and like, I have the places I like to go to. And I kind of have, I've like really kind of made this a home now, but it took me a long time to get to that point. Right. Because some people, I feel when they come here for acting, they kind of get lost into Mm -hmm. it because of the culture or they have different expectations. And the fact that you've been able to integrate yourself into LA and find your home inside of this place is a really great thing, especially at your age, because you're so young. And (laughs) I said, you have such an impressive portfolio at such a young age. How did you get into social media and become an influencer? So I don't even really consider myself an influencer I because I feel like that word means something completely different to people than what it's actually supposed to mean like when social media came out it was at a time when partnerships weren't a thing and you know it was literally just posting photos just to see show you so your friends can see what you're doing and then it's obviously what it is now and at first I had a very hard time kind of understanding it and I didn't really care about what I posted I would just kind of throw the filter on and call it a day like kind of treat it as my yearbook and the past couple years I've finally taken the time to think about like the kind of content that I want to make and being mindful of like what I am putting out there. And it's really hard. It's very hard. Like I, I didn't realize how hard it actually was, but now that I'm doing it, I'm like, no, this is like a whole ass full-time job. Like like, I need an assistant to do this shit for me. (laughs) Yeah. We hear that a lot. It's that people typically just do it for fun. And then it just evolves, especially with an actress when it's your personal brand. And then there's influencer part where people don't understand Mm -hmm. how much of a business that is also. And for you to be able to do both, that's amazing. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And you've been able to grow with the next generation with your acting and your social media initiatives both together. So I think they like sync up in your favor. You're able to motivate the next generation as well. And so like for us, so proud to see someone like you, who's also smart and proactive with educating others and with a purpose, you know, and like just you also being Filipino American, like us, uh, we see that as a special thing for like, you know, our Asian community culture, Mm -hmm. connecting and seeing someone strong to leave a legacy to look up to. So what other career moves are you looking to get into aside from what you have going for you with your acting? What can fans expect from you? My goal is to have a production company by the time I'm 25. So I got two years. So we'll see. But I've been developing my own content, my own stories. And like, I, I wrote a script with my friend and we are with Happy Madison and Village Roadshow and we've been trying to sell it for like the past couple months. And then I have two other things that I'm working on. One is, it's actually a book. So we are uh, developing it to like turn it into a TV show. And then the other thing that I'm working on is actually a Filipino story. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and it's like, oh, it makes us so like much a, more like proud. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, like a female friendship. Um, you know, one is uh, half white, half 
Filipino like me. And then the other one, I want her to be full Filipino. So I want there to be like that female friendship story. And then also kind of teaching both sides, you know, because they're obviously from two different types of cultures, even though they're both Filipinos, kind of blending those two worlds together. And but so those are things that I'm working on that I that I want to do. I want to produce, I want to write, I would love to have a career like Adam Sandler, because he just makes a fuck ton of movies. And he has all of his friends. Yeah, Yeah, he acts in it. And like, he just has all of his friends in it. And like, they are genuinely all friends. I would love that. That, Yeah, that's my dream. So I feel like you totally have the personality for it. Because thank you. you Manifest everything that you want. You're already in the game. You're already an actor. You're You're so immersed. Yeah. And for you doing these scripts on your own, it's pretty badass. So what's the process like whenever you're doing like scripts like that? Do you do like, a whole pre-work layout of what the theme is for these scripts how do you get inspired by all that it depends so the first one let's take a quick break and talk about the lifestyle co botanical beach mess it has clean ingredients like aloe lavender and tea tree oil to help moisturize and hydrate your sun-drenched skin best part it doubles as a natural toner and is a perfect accessory for summer you can purchase it on thelifestyleco.com. That's life with a Y. And for our listeners, we have a special discount code for you. Break the mold for 20% off. Now let's get back to the show. That I wrote that we've been trying to sell for the past couple months. That one, that one is like my passion project because that I kind of wrote based off of my life here. So that one I started writing when I was like 18 and it became what it is now. But that I brought it up to my friend. We had a whole whiteboard. I start with like conversations when I write a script, just like literally two people talking. I literally just write out a conversation just so it just helps me kind of see what their voice is, what kind of story I really do want to tell, like what the relationships I think are going to be. But like, yeah, we had like a giant whiteboard and we just were going through like what the themes are for the show, kind of breaking it up into like a three- part act like a movie but in in a pilot 30 minute drama format and then we finished it and then we sent it to happy madison they really liked it they took a meeting with us and then we got connected to village roadshow because that's who their partner is and then we had a senior writer come on his name is brett easton ellis so he wrote american psycho he wrote less than zero and he polished our script And then we sent it out. That whole process, it's been like three years really of since like me and my friends started writing it. These other ones, I'm going a completely different direction. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try to do this the faster route. I'm going to see... Because I'm also, I'm learning how difficult it is to even just sell a a freaking show. You can have two of like the biggest production companies and a senior writer on with you and people still won't want it. So with these other two, we're kind of going the route of making a pitch deck. Pitch deck is kind of like a treatment. You see like the visuals, the character descriptions, the synopsis, mood boards. So that's like easier to put together just so like people can see it. So like we did that. We're going to send it out to producers to come on to see if they want to show run with me or if they want to write it. And then that way we can also see if it's a sellable thing rather than me put three years of heart and soul and everything else of my being into it just to still get a lot of no's, you know? So it's kind of testing it out to see if it's even a sellable thing. And if it is, then great. But it's like, it's kind of cutting that time in half. So with these next two things, I'm doing it a completely different way than (laughs) what I did the first time. But that's also kind of the fun thing too. Like when you're 
doing your own stuff because there's so many different ways to go about it. It seems Um, like definitely learn the ropes in terms of your time management. And are you attached to, for example, that three-year project that you did? How are you feeling about it? If it's a no or maybe or advice that you give somebody who would want to do what you're doing? They're getting those no's or... Yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing is like, you can always bring it back, Right. right? Five years from now, when I make my million dollar movies and people know me as a reputable writer and producer and actress, I can sell that again and be like, Hey, you know, I have this thing that I've been sitting on and then someone will want to buy it and make it just because they say no. Now it doesn't mean that like it can never be made, especially if it's like a passion project. I guess that's just kind of the advice and don't let one just kind of knock you down. (laughs) It's actually like what Rob Schneider I met when I shot QB Halloween and I saw him recently and he was asking me about like me making my own content. He was like, how are you doing? Like still developing, still working on that. Cause all of those guys will tell you to like make your own shit. Obviously look at Kevin James, look at Rob Schneider, look at Adam, all of those guys make their own movies and TV shows. And so he was asking me about it again. And I told him kind of what was going on. And he was like, Hey, I mean, don't let that first one, it's just the first show, like whatever, you know, just keep going, just keep doing it. It's very, it was a very like encouraging, heartwarming conversation. (laughs) You've got some good mentors next to you telling you what you need to do, what to do. That access is remarkable and not everyone has it. So you've got some great people by your side when you're doing these pitches and formulating your script. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah. And I love how you're still maintaining an adversity about your projects and your career and everything that you're doing. Knowing that it's still going to pay forward later. I think that's the best lesson to take from just talking about what you're doing with your next step, aside from acting and being in front of camera is knowing where you really want to take with your career, go and move it somewhere else too, and not just stay yeah. in one place. So I think that's admirable. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I don't want to be just an actress forever. Like as much as I love it, I chose acting because I can't do the same thing over and over and over again. Like, so I literally chose it for that purpose, but I also don't just want to do that. Like I want to be a producer. I want to work behind the camera. I don't want to be a director. That's the one thing I don't want to do, but but I also want to have my own clothing line. I want to have my own bar one day, all of these things. So acting for me is really just kind of the base stepping stone to have the rest of my empire. Yes, that's right, girl. You said empire. I love it. You did mention all of these amazing things under your belt that you have going. And mm-hmm. Dan mentioned earlier that you were an advocate for human trafficking. That's mm-hmm. amazing. So can you tell us more about that on top of everything else that you're doing? <laughs> yeah, and the organizations that you have already worked with and how you're going about being proactive with all of that. Mm-hmm. My, um, so my mom, she moved to the US when she was like 13. She, her and my dad had me very young, but they were very open and honest about what human trafficking was because my mom she was taken when she was a kid and my nana found her in a van and then when she was a teenager her friend tried to sell her for drugs oh my so, god my heart just stopped I'm oh I'm so happy wow. she's yeah. a survivor all of yeah so she was not shy about telling me those things and you know we've all seen the movies like Taken and and while, while those cases do happen like that like it actually happens most of the time through family members and through friends or like people that you're close to people that like you trust and 2020 hit and the world ended and I had nothing to do I had worked with like a couple organizations before for like 
thirst project or in like the school fund and feeding LA. I, I worked with people like that, but I hadn't, I didn't have like an organization that I was passionate about and that I was like super, super close to and connected to. So I started doing all this research about human trafficking and I was watching a bunch of videos of people who were victims of it. And I was looking at a bunch of different organizations. 2020 was the year that I was like, you know what, like, I'm going to use my platform now. And I didn't have anything else to do. So that ended up becoming my work and like my passion during 2020. And I found journey out LA, which is based in LA. And that's the one that I'm an ambassador for. And I found child rescue coalition, which is they, they created a technology that can track IP addresses of people trading, buying or selling child sex abuse material. Uh, and then there's not for sale and they have bases all over the world. And then there's thorn, which is Ashen Kutcher and Demi Moore's um, organization that they started. There's Love 146, which actually started because not a raid, but sat in the seat of like someone investigating a situation. And the girl that they saved, her her number was 146. So that's why they named wow. it that. So that's why I started it. <laughs> or that's why I started getting into it. And I also just realized how much of an issue it is and how many people didn't know how much of an issue it was. And I noticed how I, on social media, like on the news, it didn't seem it was really covered. It seemed like no one was really talking about it. And I was like, this shit is crazy. How are you not talking about this right now? Like, this is insane. And then I was also seeing how people were putting out misleading information about it saying not as bad the numbers are incorrect or you know basically people trying to minimize it I felt so no like these like these are like humans like this is this is literally slavery this is an issue like you can't minimize how terrible this is so that's that's kind of how I started working against that and do you ever ask your mom how she felt around that time and because obviously you have this personal this personal connection to this amazing Mm -hmm. organization and yeah I mean it's like have you ever had that conversation with your mom how she felt around that time because that's a lot of resiliency and strength for her yeah I mean I don't know if she really remembers the one when she was a kid when she was a teenager she's just told me like how scared she was and she basically talked her way out of it yeah Yeah, that's just like what she did like she just talked so yeah crazy stuff crazy 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 world (laughs) I think that's beautiful what you're doing and I'm sure your mom is so proud when what you're doing with bring awareness I think you're Mm -hmm. not a lot of people talk about human trafficking a very powerful thing to say and for you to be Mm -hmm. in your generation is such a beautiful thing because it can be the spokesperson for Gen Z's and not even in our generation people know about it that much yeah yeah I think it's well one because it is a hard it is a difficult thing thing to talk about and there are times when like if I'm reading like I, I can't read or like talk about it at night because it just then I go to bed and I'm just thinking about it so I understand that it's not an easy thing to talk about the stories and the videos that I have read and watched it's very like you can't believe that like another human would do that to another human and even though you can't it might be hard to talk about we have to talk about it because if we don't then like no one is going to speak up for these kids or no one's going to speak up for these men and women who are facing the worst that you can imagine. And then it's also hard to talk about on social media. I have to be very selective on when I talk about it. And (laughs) because I used to talk about all the time and 
I was getting flagged because Instagram thinks that you are on the far right side or they think that you're QAnon or you're, I'm just like, I'm like, I'm not like giving out wrong information. I'm giving out correct information and like articles that are out there about this. Instagram will flag you, but also Instagram has like the worst policies. So Yeah. (laughs) yeah. There could be your platform. Yeah. yeah. And TikTok has gotten better about, they like change their policy on focusing more protect kids. So if someone is messaging somebody who is underage, trying to get them off of the app, they ban them or like they flag them or like they, they cut them off. If they see like child sex abuse material on it, like they take it out right away. So TikTok is starting to focus more on that and I was like thank god because you have so many kids on TikTok (laughs) it's great to hear on all these advancements that you're making we want to close with a great finish on what tips you do want to share with listeners on how to break the mold or how you personally think you broke the mold in today's society how you've grown up with it because I've grown through the transitions a bit more advanced than had (laughs) you have come so far already so young what do you want to say to like everyone out there and how to inspire them and accomplish their dreams and goals and also just be as proactive as you I think the key honestly is just not caring about what other people think about you and that's the most stereotypical thing and that's the you know that's what's in all the movies and all the tv shows and but I feel like it's so hard to not care these days especially with like social media and how much faster kids are going through puberty and like developing like I feel like it's a lot because like when I was 15 I didn't look like how 15 year olds look now like at all and I'm I'm like, you look my age. You're like, you are more developed than me. <laughs> What's happening? So, there's no awkward phases. Um, right. There's no awkward yeah. No, there's, there's no awkward phases anymore. And I so I think, when I- <laughs> yeah, like I think it's, I think it's just hard to not feel pressured to be a certain way for other people. So just like stop caring. <laughs> like, I, I feel like I'm finally stopping caring. Does that, that doesn't even yeah. make sense? But well, like, how did, you, how did you get there though? Because we can all say we can stop caring, right? To actually feel it inside. How did you get to that inner work where you feel? Well, it was making, it was causing anxiety. Like it was, it was making me. Yeah hate my job it was making me hate act because I felt like I was always putting on a bunch of different faces all the time you do that in life like you are going to like you are going to act differently in a workspace you're going to act differently with your best friend you're going to act differently when you go see your boyfriend or girlfriend's family in life you're just going to but I think putting on all the faces to please everybody was it was making me actually not be authentic to myself so I think it's important to know when the mask needs to come on, but like understand who you actually are when the mask is off and know who you can truly be your authentic self around is important. Not having to pretend to be someone you're not. And I think the other thing too, that I'm still figuring out is like understanding what sexy means to you. Cause you know, like we can post like all we want to get a like or to get a comment or 
to all of those things like feel good for a second. That's why it's so addicting. And that's why you do it over and over again, because like you want that confirmation that you're beautiful and people think that you're beautiful. So you have to understand like what beautiful is to you. What do you, what is sexy to you? What does that mean? What, what do you do when you're by yourself that makes you feel good or sex aside from getting it from other people? So like, that's the other thing I'm figuring out that I think is important for other people to know. Cause when I was a teenager, I would dress a certain way or do my hair a certain way sometimes and just never felt good because it wasn't me. Now kids are doing it on a greater scale. Yeah. <laughs> Focus on what's going on in here, in, in the heart. <laughs> as stupid as that sounds. Wow, you sound amazing, Paris. Thank you so much for all of these great tips and sharing your story and this awareness with human trafficking. I hope our listeners gain yeah. a little bit more knowledge with that oh for stuff about human trafficking like if you if there's uh, things that you want to do to help cause you can donate clothes to an organization a lot of organizations will get uh, hygiene products shampoos conditioners that's a good body wash or clothing they take clothing shoes so like if you're going to donate, don't donate to a goodwill, find like an organization, a women's shelter or an anti-human trafficking or like a homeless shelter. Always donate your clothes to them because they are actually going to people, other people who need it. And then the other thing is spreading awareness on social media. So find your organizations that you connect with. And I would just post about them so that people know about it. So those are my tips, I guess, okay, for anti-human trafficking stuff. <laughs> well, this has been like all so impressive and awakening and all like we're excited things. to see you be the next Adam Sandler. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for being uh, here. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. You guys are very sweet. Thank you for listening to my spiel. <laughs> thank you. Where can everyone find you? My Instagram is the Paris Borels. My TikTok is Paris Borels. And my Facebook page is Paris Borels. <laughs> there you guys have it. Thank you so much, Paris. Bye. Catch new episodes every other Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast as we invite new industry leaders on how they break the mold. Also, make sure to visit us online at breakthemold.com for updates and follow us on Instagram at breakthemold underscore podcast.